From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. First Chair brought to you this month by GEICO. Be sure to log into the snowpros.org. Click on Shop, then click on Pro Offers. You're going to see the GEICO Gecko. Click on that cute little guy, and that'll take you to a page where you can get a quote to see how much more you could save with a special discount on your auto insurance. Today, we're visiting with Stacy Garish, and we're going to be talking about preparing for your CS1. Stacy, always a pleasure. Thanks very much. Hey, thank you, George. I enjoy it as well. It's August, Stacy, and yet we're already talking about preparing for exams. Yes, that's true. It's never it's never too soon to get started, you know? The temperatures are cooling off at night and we're all starting to think about snow. And it's we're less than 100 days away from opening day, I think. For a lot of areas. I know. Yeah, it's exciting. So CS1, uh, is that really an exam? How does that, what do you consider that to be? Well, um, I can tell you exactly how it's described in the national standard. Um, CS1, which stands for Children's Specialist 1, um, is an assessment-based certificate program. Um, and it feels like an exam oftentimes to many people, you know. Um, there are There is a scored component of the CS1, um, but we like to think of it as um, really you go through the CS1. Uh, if you meet the standard, you are going to receive a certificate, um, but regardless of, of the outcome, you're going to receive a ton of education and be more prepared in working with um, children. Now, we want to talk about preparing for this. What are some things we could do now in August as ski season's on the way, ski and snowboard season's on the way, uh, to get ready for this? Great question. Um, so really to prepare for the CS1 at this time of the year, um, I think there's a, there's a lot of things folks can do. So um, let me just briefly uh, tell you what people can expect at the CS1, and then I'll tell you sort of how to prepare for those aspects. So... Um, at the CS1, um, you're, it's going to cover the CAP model, so the cognitive, affective, and physical aspects of a child. Um, we're going to go through biomechanics, so understanding, you know, stance, alignment, and body movements for children. Um, we're going to go through real and ideal movements, um, kind of moving through that spectrum of real and ideal. And we're going to um, go through cause and effect um, or movement analysis, as we like to refer to it. So if you wanted to start preparing for your CS1 now, people might think, that's crazy. <laughs> it's not even Labor Day yet. Like, you're not even supposed to put away your white pants yet. But, um, you know, I think what you can do is no matter what division you're in, you can go on to your divisional website through PSIA or any of the division's websites, really. And um, most most of the sites... Um, including the national site, lists uh, a link to the national standards, which kind of gives an overview of what to expect at CS1. So I would start there. Um, once somebody's done that, I'd get right into um, kind of busting the books out and start reading up on the pedagogy and theory behind the CAP model. Um, so that would be my first starting point. And Stacy, I'm wondering about the matrix. Would there be some useful materials on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you log into the matrix, um, you'll find several different links to videos um, related to working with children. So any of that information is 
helpful to start looking at now. Now, Stacy, is it common for a CS1 to be offered early in the ski season? Ski and uh, season? It is. Yeah, it is, George. Um, you know, I think things vary from division to division depending on, you know, when when we have access to snow. Um, but I I know that in many divisions, the event calendar is either posted now or will be posted soon. So, you know, I would suggest that if CS1 is in the in someone's future, they should start looking at when when the event is scheduled near them so they can start planning kind of the end goal. Okay, I'm going to go to my CS1. I'll just pick a random date. Let's say it's January 6th. So you're thinking, well, it's August. I have plenty of time. Well, we all know what happens in life, and next thing you know, it's five days away, and uh, we hit the panic button. So, um, you know, I'd figure out when you're planning to go and then backwards engineer your training from there. You're listening to First Chair. We're visiting with Stacy Garish talking about preparing for the CS1. First Chair brought to you this month by GEICO. Now, Stacy, someone like me, I got my level three back in 89, uh, mm-hmm. took it again in 06, but at neither of those times, CS1 didn't exist or CS2. Um, why would it be of value for someone such as myself? And I know there are a number of other uh, more mature instructors like me out there. Um, to to go ahead and get our CS1, CS2? Um, George, that is a really great question, and it's certainly a question I've been asked before. Um, I would say that as an instructor, it's always great to get more education, whether you're working with children or adults. The CS1, the name says it, you know, it's a children's specialist, as is the CS2. Um, much of the theory that we cover in those, in, in both the CS1 and CS2, applies to working with children through their developmental stages. Um, I, I don't know that there are too many ski schools in the country that don't have children's lessons uh, in high demand. And it seems like children's lessons and family private lessons are really kind of the trend right now and the growing trend in our lesson sales. So I think it's advisable for any instructor, even yourself, George, to um, you know go through the process um, the CS1, you'll do a workbook, which will require you to kind of open up that children's technical manual and um, start looking for answers to questions in the workbook. And then you'll do an online quiz, um, and then you'll go to the event. And the event will be very educational. Um, you'll get a chance to sort of take the knowledge you learned in preparing your workbook and seeing how it can be applied on snow, both by the clinician leading the event and by the other participants in the event. Now, that brings up a good question as well. Uh, If I can get signed up for my CS1, this -hmm. seems like a great time of year to be doing the workbook and online quiz. Are you able to do that way in advance before you get out on the hill? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I would would suggest that whoever's listening, uh, definitely check in with your divisional office. I know um, many divisions have already asked for the updated materials to be submitted. And so right now, I believe the materials for 1718 are posted on most of our divisional sites. So if you wanted to go onto the site and download your workbook now, um, just verify with your division office that you're downloading the most current version, and you could absolutely start working on it. Um, I would suggest getting a group of friends, group of peers together. You know, it's always good to to train 
for any type of exam with a group of peers, so you can push each other and encourage each other. Another piece of it, George, is uh, movement analysis, which I mentioned earlier. And something that people can do now before the snow flies is um, go out and, you know, whether you have children of your own or your friends have children, um, find some children of varying ages and maybe go to a, a local field and start uh, doing some things with those children, kicking a ball, throwing a ball, um, doing some various drills, and really watch how they move because children's movement patterns um, transcend through all the different sports. So if you start to notice how, let's say, a five-year-old kicks a soccer ball and runs down to the goal versus an 11-year-old, those differences you'll probably start to notice when they're on their skis or their snowboards too. Now, let's say I'm a new instructor uh, and I want to start getting my certifications. Do I need a level one or anything else before I go for my CS1? Yes, you do. Um, so we, uh, you would want to go get your PSIA or ASI level one before going to the CS1. And I should mention that CS1 is a multi-discipline event, which makes it super fun. So it's open to alpine, snowboard, or um, Nordic. And you just need to have your level one certificate in whatever your primary discipline is when you come to the event. Now, scheduling for an event, uh, just to kind of get this out there, it's taking you away from work time, possibly. Mm -hmm. um, how soon when, would a ski school want to know that one of their instructors is going to be signing up for an event so they can get the time off? Well, typically the deadline to sign up for an event is at least two weeks before the event. Um, so with that said, I think it's best to let your ski school management know anywhere from three to four weeks before the event that you're, you know, intending on being gone so they can cover the schedule without you. Well, Stacy, is there anything else you'd like to add as we wrap up? Um, the only thing I, I would add is that don't be afraid of it. Just go for it. Most people come out of the CS1 with a big grin on their face. So I hope that we'll see you at one of the events this winter. Stacy Garish joining us on First Chair. First Chair brought to you by GEICO this month. Be sure to log in to thesnowpros.org, click on Shop, click on Pro Offers. When the GEICO Gecko pops up, click on that, and that will take you to a page where you can get a quote to see how much more you could save with a special discount on your auto insurance. Thanks very much for listening. From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.